All right, here we are. Lawyer talk off the record, but on the air. Uh, our good friend here. You're Jared, getting good at the intro. That's I, good. I like I'm, that I've one. been working on my radio voice my entire life. I'm not going to lie about yeah. this. I've always thought, man, I mean, I need to be in radio. I remember as a kid, I had um, a neighborhood friend of mine. They end up, they were, they ran an ad agency in town, and I remember watching. One time they were doing a commercial. They were shooting a commercial at my next door neighbor's house by their pool, and I think it was for Elder Beerman, maybe. I don't remember, but they had a. It was a, there was a pool there. The next door neighbors had it, and they had the whole setup there. And everybody was wearing like there, there, half the people were wearing bathing suits. It was a hot summer day. The other half were wearing coats. And the idea is, what's wrong? What are these people with coats doing? And, and they were showcasing the fur coat or something, or the winter coat people. <laughs> and uh, I remember they did the guy, the, the guy's voice, who was doing like the voiceover work there. He had like that, uh, you know, Ed McMahon yeah. sort of voice. And I thought, man, I could do that. I could do that. And here I am. On you were thinking about your radio voice back then. I was thinking. I was like, I yeah. can do that. Yeah. You know, the lovely lamps over here in the next showcase. Well, that's – you got to just have your radio voice. Yeah. So when I, you do it like that, it's just – In yeah. a world where there's no attorneys. <laughs> right. It sounds You're brilliant. And you need one yeah. man to save the day. Steve Palmer. I'm here. Do you hear that? And Is that radio voice at a That's pretty good. No, that's, that's the movie that's, trailer that's, voice. That's, that's the movie trailer voice. That's yes. the movie trailer voice, yeah. too. The radio voice is more. In a, world, in a world where there is no other. Where there is no sun. Where you need help. The kind of help that the regular lawyers can't provide. Yeah. So we, what, we're at another early morning edition here. Here we are with Jared Blinsky yet again. And by the way, it's the what, mid-April and there's snow on the ground? Snowing in snow April. On the ground. I had to actually scrape my car this morning. Now, I do have a garage, but... My garage sounds like mm, a dump truck driving through a nitroglycerin plant when you open it, and I have two little girls, so I basically had to park my car outside. So do they sleep above? Morning. Do you have a bonus room yeah. above the garage? Yeah. All right, there's a remedy. It's loud. I've done WD-40. I've done it all, man. No, no, no. But no. The remedy costs more than WD-40. Oh, okay. You need a they – they sell belt-driven, not chain-driven openers that are whisper-quiet. Yeah, I need to do that for sure. So, so I scraped it. The three hundred bucks you're saving, not getting that, you got to figure out what your mental health is worth for your kids sleeping or not sleeping. Yeah. How important is this podcast to you, Jeff Lynn? Well, I parked the car outside just so I could get here early and we could. You freeze and had to scrape. Belinsky Chronicles Two today. Yeah. Yeah. Now we introduced. So Jared. this is going to be two. Jared, well, uh, we I mean, can call it two, but then make it three. It's sort of like Fletch. I guess we can always Fletch. cut whatever we want. but It's like you can't run the ad, but not print the story. So yeah, so You've just said two. You've committed us to two. This is two. No, no, no. We can we can cut it, but I mean, the way I look at All this right, Say is, it again, then we can cut the one out. So the Blinsky Chronicles, three, four, five, six. Guilty. <laughs> uh, it's like Superman, right? Guilty. Right, Guilty. right. So uh, we're... We're introducing Jared. Jared Belinsky is going to be a reoccurring guest on our podcast. I think got, so. Yeah. So much so that on the way in, as we talked about last time, I just thought, the Belinsky Chronicles. Yeah. What a great name for this series. You might even be – maybe we'll just change. We, you know, so let, we got, me, we let, me, let me set this up because I think in this story that we're going to possibly tell today, I hope I'm going in the right direction, you two seem to be the main players here. So – well. You know, it's not by accident that you ended up here talking in our microphones, and I don't think it's by accident that I ended up even having microphones in the first place. I mean, I think it's funny because we talked about your cooking, we talked about, but there was a time that our lives crossed. 
How we met. How we met. And I think it puts you in a different direction, and it definitely put me in a different direction, and probably this entire law firm in a different yeah. direction. Um, what year was it that you met? Do you guys remember? I don't remember. 2009. 2009. 2009. That was. We- 2009 was a big year for me. It, 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 it really was. Um, 2009, I was in a motorcycle accident. All right. So motorcycle, you, were you a biker with a helmet, a biker with no helmet? I was a biker with no helmet. All right. I was a biker with no helmet. Um, I went down, hit the ground hard, and uh, smacked my head. Uh, what I did was I, fra- I, I, I fractured the back of my skull, cut the artery in my brain. My brain is swollen with blood. They had to get me to Grant. Everybody at Grant is great. If you get hurt, go to Grant. Um, on the way to the to, to Grant, they had to pull over and, and revitalize me because I went down. So you were dead in the dead. ambulance. Dead in the ambulance. Then I get to Grant. They have to take me in for brain surgery so they can they can stop the bleeding. They got to cut open my head. They got to get inside there. They got to fix it there. So during the surgery, I go back down. They have to put me on life support machine. I, I passed away again. And uh, now, do you have out of body memories of any of this? I, I do. I do. Uh, I don't know if I've ever asked you that. No, I don't. I don't know. In in the ambulance, I I, I well I we're going to Buckeye Lake. Okay, it was it was what was it what's the first one Memorial Day? Memorial that, that's Day, the yeah. that's the first day of summer or whatever, right? That's yeah, party time. Yeah, party time, and it was party time, brother. Yeah. It was party time. So you guys aren't sipping Kool Aid and? Well, actually, I hadn't had a drop of alcohol yet. All right, I had not. I, like I hadn't had yet. anything to drink. Yeah. Well, if there was a plan to, and actually, I had a couple mini bottles in my pocket. I was I was ready I was ready to ride. All right. Okay, we're gonna go out there. Six of us. We pull out. And this is where it gets shady. I remember a car that went around us and hit her brakes in front of me. I hit my brakes. We go down. Next thing I know, I'm standing in the middle of the road, and I'm, I'm touching my face, and then I'm bleeding out of my nose. I feel like I got water inside my head, so I hit my head, and Buddy grabs my arm because the, the fractured skull, the, the, the blood swelling in my head is coming out of my ears. I thought I had water in my ear. I'm like banging my head like you just got out of a swimming pool. And... uh then, then I'm, I vaguely remember being loaded in the ambulance. And then at one point in time, I could see myself with a, a gentleman over me. I think he had defibrillators. He's working over me. And I see my sister. And I say to my sister, wow. So I'm, now, your I, sister's not there my, physically anyway, right? No. Well, no, my sister passed away. Right. And uh, I was like, so I'm, I'm dead. And she was like, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm here to be with you. I'm here to be with you. She talked to you. Yeah. And because when I asked her, I said, I, I, I'm dead. She said, no. I said, well, you are. You are, so I yeah, guess right. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. And uh, then then next thing I know is I, I do see a white light. I see bright, but it must have been electricity or something. And next thing I know is like there, there's somebody over top of me. And then uh, I go to the hospital. Now, is it confirmed – that you were just flat, you were dead. I mean, they were reviving you at that. You think now that that was the time that that was the time that was the time. Man, that's crazy. That it? was that was crazy. Um, now so, I got to ask: Do you have you have faith at that point? Are you a religious person? Y- yes. Leading into that accident, you were. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I've, do you I've, feel like I've, you become? I've got my relationship. I got my faith. Do you feel like you became stronger when you talked to your sister like that? Like, she's there. And you recognize her, and you hear her voice, and you immediately said, "Oh my gosh!" 
I don't know what it is. I yeah. had a lot of people come to me, and and and, and I, I don't know what it was. Because then, once again, I was at the hospital, and at one point in time, I saw myself laying in a gurney, and I was walking away. And so you were above yourself? A, a friend of mine, Joey, was there, and he passed away, too. I guess that was 2001. And once again, so I thought I was, I was, I asked him, I said, so I'm dead. And he said, no, I'm here to be with you. Are they wearing clothes? Or are yeah. They, how are they, yeah. just yeah. like you well, remember them? Now, yeah, my sister looked, she looked younger. She looked, uh, she, she looked good. Yeah. That was the good news. Yeah. You know, that, that was the good news because she had a difficult on, on her last days. And yeah. I, um, yeah, to, I, That's hard to talk about. That's hard, right, man. man. I, I hear get you. it, man. You're it's all right. Um, no, You're it's, right. it's all right. But, uh. So then, next thing I know is I'm waking up in, in 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 a bed, and my parents are there, and everybody's there, and I just I couldn't believe that uh, I I didn't really know what happened. Now we're gonna we're gonna hop back to that in a second. You told me another story one time, but you were on the other end of it. You were riding, or you were in a car, and somebody oh. else was in an accident. Yeah. Yes, yeah. We 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 talked about that, didn't we? Yeah, you told me that story one time, and uh... I was I was over there off of uh, twenty three. It was on Orange Road. Um, we looked up the accident, accident report. I do believe. Um, I'm standing there. What we're doing is I'm, I, I got I got a buddy with me, and we got a I got a truck, and it's it's beginning of summertime, about to be July, and uh, the corn's growing up. So that's about when corn gets about knee high is when you want to start putting your marijuana in it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that, that's that's about where you want to go. So, but you started inside first, you know, because you don't want to just go out there throwing seeds around. So, you, I'm loading up a truck. We got it full, just full of plants, and I just hear this screech, and I see this car just just coming down. He goes sideways, goes into barrel roll, tire pops off, flips. I'm standing there. We're looking there. We're at a house that has like eight grow lights inside of it. It has probably well over 220 marijuana plants. And I'm like this, holy cow, I've got a pickup truck with a capper on the back. It's got about 36. That's usually the number we used to carry because 40 was in the law range where I thought I knew the law. And, uh, gotcha. and, and so it was 36 plants. And I told my, he was my the guy I was with was like, we got to get out of here. I was like, we aren't going nowhere. He's like, we got to get out of here. And I ran down to the car, and there's this kid in there. He's got a piece of glass through his arm, and his head is smacked, and it is soft. And I'm standing there, and I look at the kid, and, and I ask him his name. I ask him his name. I get his name. And he's freaking out. I hold his hand. I said, I'm here with you, and I wouldn't be with you. And the other guy's like, we got to go, man. We got to get out of here. And I'm like this. You pull that truck on the side of the road, we ain't going nowhere. <laughs> and I stayed there, and we called 911, and I left whenever the sheriff showed up first. And then... then then, then, then we could leave. Once medical got there, and he was being attended, but I was not leaving. Somebody on the side of the road. Yeah. So you got a truckload full of weed. Yeah, <laughs> and, and we're not talking just personal quantities here. We're talking about like growing weed. Yeah, cultivation. Yeah. yeah. And in two thousand and nine, I realized that I didn't didn't want to buy marijuana anymore. All right. And, so if you don't want to buy marijuana, what do you do? Well, not not in two thousand nine. Nineteen. Uh, let me back it up. Nineteen ninety six. It was and all right. I don't want to go back to nineteen ninety nine yet. 
96. 96. <laughs> your motorcycle. Let's skip, I'm skipping around on everybody. We're going to keep it a little bit interesting. So your motorcycle accident, you wake up in the bed. Is this before or is it after? When the, I, uh, the, the other boy on the side of the road. Oh, this saying. is this is far after that. That's years. That's years later. This is whenever I'm in the accident. It's 2009. That happened right there. Was probably about 2002. All right. So seven years later. Isn't it funny? Seven years later, you're in the same sort of spot, right? You're there. You're the dude on the side of the road with yeah. a smashed in head, and you know you made it. Well, maybe now it's probably time. So who did I – I met you around about – I don't know. When was that? 2009. 2009. It was, it, was, it was the month after the accident. So you get in an accident in 2009. 2000, just, 2009, what? I was on a high horse, brother. I was, yeah. I was 12 foot tall, bulletproof. I had Harley Davidson, custom motorcycle, a collection of Cadillacs. I had my own business. I had Route 62 Barbecue, which was premiering, top, rated, rated the best of Ohio barbecue. Yeah. I've got that going. I, it's, it's rolling good. Um, I get in this accident, and people are coming in, and I'm telling, they're coming to visit, say, man, thank God you're alive. And I'm like, I got you, bro. I got you. And I'm and I'm and I'm still talking about is somebody watering these plants? Is this going on there? I'm trying to talk in code. Like you got mom my, and dad there. Mom like, and dad are there, and they know one of my lives. They they know the the businessman. They know the Jared that that worked in the food and beverage that, that started with his with his hot dog carts. He's got his own restaurant, and so I'm trying to talk to other people. They're looking at me like crazy. Like don't worry about it. Like I'm like nah, man. Some guys come in. I'd be like, I got your box lunches. I got your box lunches. Don't worry. So you're speaking in like uh, <laughs> dope grower code. Yeah, got, the tomatoes are fine. Yeah, and 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 see, and that was it. Was that I, I had a lot, and I had everything, and I got smacked on the head, but I still wasn't listening. Hmm. I still wasn't listening. You asked me. You asked me about my faith a little bit earlier. Yeah. <sighs> all right, we got we got the, we got stuff banging all over. This stuff is, is going crazy. That's all right. Keep it going, man. All right. So I asked you about I asked you about your faith. You asked me about my faith, and about a month after that that accident, my door gets kicked open. Federal search warrant. Federal marshals. I look out the window because I see them coming in, and I say to myself, "So today's the day." Turns out the federal government. And it, well, we got to set the time frame too, right? Today's the day. It's, it's a weird. There's been a weird shift in our world about marijuana. Hmm. I mean, here we are in 2018, nine years later. It's like people are smoking pot all the time. They're getting prescriptions to smoke pot. In 2009, eh, not so much. The federal that's government they didn't really like the fact that you were. Where was Colorado? I wonder when Colorado was legalized. It was probably a little bit after that. But. And in 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 life, when you do something for a number of years, you know, 96 to 09. You forget what you're doing. You're not supposed to do. It just becomes a part of life. It's a business. The longer you do it, the more comfortable you become doing it, and the less sensitive I think people come to the the risk. Yeah. I mean, it's like anything. So, I mean, do you sit down and 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 like recognize the reality? I'm trafficking drugs. Well, where we were going with that is, is I I believe the Lord smacked me in my head, and that wasn't enough. Mm. I was too big for my britches. You know, I had everything, but that wasn't enough. Yeah. 
you know. So next thing I know is that I've got a busted head. They've got me on pills. You know, I'm, I'm just home from the hospital. I was in the front couch because I couldn't lay on my bed because I fractured my back and my pelvis. And I'm, I'm, I'm a mess. I've got a fresh head injury. Left the hospital. They wanted me to stay. And I was like, I'm self-employed. I ain't got no premier yeah. insurance. Yeah. I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm packing up and leaving. You know, they had told my family. They were like, he's had over 10 minutes of oxygen lost to his brain. He's not going to be able to walk or talk. He's a donor. We should think about harvesting. God, man. And 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 right about then is whenever I came to, like, no, 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 no. I'm all good. I got a harvest to do, but it ain't good. that. Right? And they're like, they did not know how I was able to come out of it. So now they're ransacking my house. They want to know where the money is. I've got 120 marijuana plants in the basement. So I this do believe is that that's moment. the number that they got. This is there. the moment where it's like the Fed's kicking your door. I mean, you were pretty realistic about it at that point. It's like, you're I, like it was, this is the day. I this mean, is the day. I, I watch movies. Yeah. And, and, you know, 1991, when I watched Goodfellas, I never knew what I wanted to do, never knew what I wanted to be. And I saw that movie and I was like, I want to be that. That movie ended horribly. For, right. for everybody. Isn't that weird? But I still yeah. was like, half of the middle looked great. Right. And that was about the time, too, you know, that I started, you know, in 89, I'm working in food and beverage. I moved here from the Ozarks. And, and you, we talked about twangs and talked about accents before. Kids didn't like that, man. I was bullied. I got beat up. I couldn't get a friend. And I got a job. Now I'm hanging out. I'm, I'm 14 years old. And I'm hanging out with people that are, that are in their 1920s. And I'm a hard worker, and I, I'm busting my hump, and I'm going through it. Well, the next thing you know, I'm sitting after hours having a beer with them. Then, so then it was like, you know, forget school. This is the industry I want to be in. Yeah. And I, I was drinking, and, it, you know, I was 14 years old at the pool party when I smoked marijuana for the first time. You know, I saw them doing I was like, they're doing drugs. Right, that's real drugs. Drugs, and they passed it to me, but I didn't. Not want to hang out with them. There's chicks skinny dipping over there. I don't know if they're skinny dipping, but you know what I mean. I it was like in my mind, a big, you know, I mean, a bra and underwear skinny dipping to me. And, and I'm like this. Then I smoked it. Just say no. And I was like this. Well, what a bunch of liars. Mm, <laughs> well, awesome. This is this is not horrible. I don't want to. This is great. Right. And I've got friends. And, and and that was you know that was something that was asked to me. You know, about when I started, I had to, I've had to tell this story. And, and and so now we're back here to where I've got the business and I've got the cars, but they're loading them up on trailers and they're taking the Harley Davidsons away. You can't flush 120 they've, they've plants. Got, they've, got, they've got Shorty in handcuffs and sitting in the corner and they're federal marshals. And then I hear radio talk and they start saying other addresses, all of them that I knew. He was a total. Some of them I didn't know, but but the ones right down the road, I knew them, and they year and a half, year and a half they've been investigating me, and uh, Blinsky Incorporated. Yeah. What they called that? They called Blins- that Blinsky, Blinsky Incorporated. See, we're calling it the Blinsky Chronicles. They called it Blinsky. We should, if I see, I forgot that that we could have yeah. called it Blinsky. Well, maybe we'll change it. Because when they went to another house, they showed they showed one of the guys that were involved in. They showed and they had a Blinsky Incorporated. It had my picture on top, yeah. and then it split down like like their maps you see in the movie. They so had you got your good fellow moment. So I see, so yeah, I got it. But then there and and 
you know, that you're going away and you're, boy, you know, welcome to your new home. And so the next thing I know is I'm down at the federal, federal building. They're doing some investigation. They take me to Butler, Ohio, because it's a federal case. Say, say, that's why I was wondering, too. I was like, where are the sheriffs? See, that was where back the in the badges? day. That was back in the day around here. And I don't think they're doing it as much anymore. Maybe they still are. But that was back in the day where the feds, if you got arrested, they were too full here at the Frank County Jail to take all the federal cases. They would put guys yeah, Delaware County. in, like, Butler County. And there was, like, up in... Toledo. I mean, it was. Yeah. So if you wanted to go see a client, it was a pain in the yep. ass, and I would just be like, "Please let him out. Please let him out." Because I'm yeah. going to be driving to no Butler. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's funny because what this we're talking oh nine, oh nine, yeah. In two thousand eight, two thousand eight, I started here. You start here. So you meet Eric Yavich. We are yes. Yavich and Palmer. Yes. And we were too big for our britches. I mean, we were we were rock and roll. You I don't say rocking. we're too big for our britches, but. You know, we had a thing. You know, we had a thing in this time frame where Eric and I sort of felt bulletproof. Um, well, we had a great program here because myself, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I feel like I worked hard as a law clerk. Nick worked hard as a law clerk. So he had two – I mean, when when have we ever – in the other years I've been here, we've never had two law clerks cranking. So, like, all the, all, the, all the written work, the research, all that crap was being done. You guys were rocking at court. We had other lawyers working here as well. We had the biggest team we've had here at Yavich and Palmer. Yeah. So – and then I – coming in as a fresh new lawyer get thrown into this case with you which is a monster well in, Jared. in 2008 you're here you got to know eric until july sure. and and eric and i were riding this sort of high plains and then in july he kills himself yeah right so yeah. it's sort of like this moment where I got to just look in the mirror and say, all right, now what? You know, it's like, what, what, what pot? And, you know, I looked in the mirror and I said, I can't do it. I don't see how I can do it. I remember sitting at the, I was sitting at the funeral parlor and they're like, I I forget what somebody said to me, but I remember just, I was just in tears and I said, but I just don't know how to do it without error. I don't know how to do it. I don't know what to do. And, you know, I, I think it's like anything. You get sort of accustomed to a life where you can just, it works for you with, and I, I don't know that I fully had appreciation for how good we had it. We used to come into work and it didn't feel like coming to work. I was coming to the office. I never called it coming. I never said I'm going to work ever. Yeah. Unless I was like trying to make it sound like I'm like, I'm busy. I got to go work, but I wasn't, I was coming here to screw off, but it it was really, we were doing work. Yeah. And then it all changed, right? It gets, it gets turned upside down Mm. and I sort of hit this downward spiral too. I mean, I don't think it affected my clientele in any way. No, I don't think so. Um, but all of a sudden the week after that funeral, I have to go to work for the first time in my life. Yeah. I remember coming in that day and it's like, I remember seeing, I looked around. I remember I sat down on the floor of Eric's office and I was just like, shit, now this is work. This is freaking work now. Yeah. And I had to figure out how to do it again. Yeah. And what, what Eric did before I now had to do what I did before I still had to do, um, but it just everything went sideways. So that's my little aside because I think what's going to happen. This here, is this is paralleling, Jared. This is parallel in a little ways. I was a year ahead of you in my sort of a maybe about one year. What what you were May end of May for your accident uh, of '09, and I was July of 2008. Well, very close in time though when you had the kick of the door where Federal Marsh was. Here we come. It's I mean is that that far away from your passing? Yeah, it was a year later. Okay. About okay. a year later, and, and 
Anyway, it changed. That was a moment that changed how we did things here at our office. Forever. And I didn't Never even know it was changing. I didn't even know where I was going. I remember just looking, thinking, this is a big black door that just opened up in front of me. Or a big door just opened up in front of me. All I see is black. Mm. That's all I could see. I saw no path. I saw no – and I don't know if I had a path before. I don't know if Yavich and Palmer had a path before. But we were just cruising along happy-go-lucky, and I got used to it. I just got used to being successful at doing what we did and maybe in a lot of ways took it for granted. But anyway, not to interrupt your story. But. No, no, because, because our stories all together – when we started this, I was like, man, it's going to be – I don't know why it's finding me difficult to tell the story because I've told it so many times. Yeah. But, but, but we are, and – so they're taking me down to Butler, and I'm I'm with a bunch of rough. I'm with some ruffians. I'm I'm with I'm with some real deal criminals, man. And I'm chained to the floor. And I remember thinking to myself, "Why didn't I die? Why Why didn't I die? If If I would have just died, then I wouldn't be here. Then Then I would have died on top of my game. But that was my belief. Just 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 everybody knows that was selfish. It was a very selfish way to think and, and be, but it took some time for me to, to get over it because why, why, you know, why shouldn't I, I should have been thinking, why didn't I just run my business? Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I should have been thinking about, you know, why didn't I just, so needless to say, now I'm in solitary confinement for a week. I get a hold of Shorty I'm on the phone call and uh, she gets with Fox. It's a great Bell's bombing team. Mm-hmm. Get with Fox. Right. <laughs> and, well, first of all, what a woman. What a woman. I mean, incredible. You guys weren't married. No, we weren't. She could have bailed and said, screw this crap. I've been telling this guy for years. He better slow down. I've been telling this guy for years. It's just a matter of time. I'm guessing that she was telling no. you stuff. But, no. Um, she wasn't no, telling no, you. no. We, we, we knew each other for three years before you know we ever really dated. And uh, I don't want to criminate her, but there was this. There's a reason we met, but anyway, you guys both they're all kind of intertwined. We both, yeah, we both love talking in parking lots. You know, right. she she worked at Fado Irish Pub in '99 when they opened up. Gotcha. I had some good friends that opened the place up. I'm in there. That's how it's Shorty, because there's three Michelles. Her actual name's Michelle. There's three Michelles working there. They can't call her, but that she's you know she's only four foot seven, four foot six. She's Shorty, so so she's making calls. She's making calls. She gets me one guy, and uh, then we find out that somebody else that that was involved in this with me had already paid this guy in for future, knowing that 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 things All might right. come his so way. So this guy is our no none other than R. William Meeks, right? This is Bill. This is my mentor. Yes. Um, and you know it's funny because Bill and I became friends. He was my mentor. He first of all he was my tormentor because I was scared to death of the man when I first started working for him. Then he became my mentor, and I sort of idolized him. And then he became sort of this man I respected and wanted to do things a lot like him and wanted to do things a lot like I – I mean, it's like it, it's – he was the he was the guy that gave me what I do, right? I mean, in a lot of ways. Wow. I'm in his building right but now. But you became right? his colleague. I became his colleague sort of at the end. And yeah. if you would have called – if somebody calls me and says, I've got a case um, – I want you to represent me. And I'm like, all right, who are you? All right, it's, it's John. It's John Smith. Well, shit, John, I can't represent you because, you know what, your buddy's already called me and I'm representing him. And uh, it's the same case. So I'd say, hey, Bill, I got a case. I need you to 
I can't do it, you know, work it out, do what you're going to do. And I think is that sort of what happened? I mean, I, he had somebody else he was representing. Yeah. And we were, store, we, were we were in the basement of this building back then. Yep. Five yep. So, there was like 27 people indicted all in all. Yeah. And we're is, still trying to put things together. I mean, I know Eric had been gone for a year, but I mean, that, no, I don't think any clients are suffering, but we're still putting our team together. We're still figuring out where people, what people are going to do. I'm at the point where I don't know what you're going to do. It's like, I'm passing the, you know, I've passed the bar here. We're going to keep this thing rolling. You know what I mean? It's like that well, year they, of time they, was a time when we really had to reflect and decide where we were going to go, yeah, what, what team gonna we were going to build up. There was a time that we've got the machine that goes bing. There was a time that uh, I kicked around never – or just quitting, doing something else. You know, Get banging like, nails. It. I'll go bang nails again. I love building houses, man. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? The construction – it sort of failed, though, by then. You know, It's like in 08. There was a lot of crap happening in 08, right? By the fall, by the end of that year, the housing boom had just completely – or the housing bubble had completely burst. And uh, everybody's 401k was cut in two, and uh, life was crappy. Like it was, it was like a scary time. So here we were, just trudging along. And I had too many lawyers working with me and for right. me and around right. me, and I got all this payroll and I got all this stuff going on. It was very lucrative. I time. gotta think at some point you gotta be sitting there being like Jeff and Nick, dude. They don't have any clientele. They're just right out of law school. It's like let's just cut them loose and let's keep rolling. But I, no, somehow I, 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 I continued. I remember Bill just telling me, it's like, you've got a lot of guys working down there. And I was like, yeah, I do. But anyway, um, I don't know. Well, Dave, Dave Thomas went with me. What do you call that one? Before arraignment. Arraignment. Your initial to, appearance. Initial appearance. Yeah, 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 initial appearance. And they were like this. He's a flight risk. They are like, we have not, we have yet recovered the money that we were looking for. We have recovered money, but we have not recovered what we're looking for. He is a flight risk. No dice. That's when they box me up and send me out. So you Still, get held. They hold you. They hold me. And then I'm on the phone with Shorty, and she's like, we don't have that attorney anymore. I'm like, what do you mean we don't have an attorney anymore? And she's like, well, we, we got this other guy. His name's Steve. She's like, I'm, I'm in his office right now. I'm with him. She's like, Jared, I really think you're going to like this guy. And I'm like, all right. I, remember, I, think, I think she was – I remember that. We were in that conference room downstairs. And I, was I, at, I remember exactly where she was sitting even. Yeah. It's just weird. It's one of those moments I remember her talking. I'm just thinking, all right, well – uh, we'll see where this goes. Like it or not, I guess I'm the guy. And yeah. I'm saying, man, I wonder if they can pay me. I have no idea. But it um, it was sort of fate in a lot of ways, right? It's like Bill can – in a different world, in a parallel world, you got Bill Meeks representing you, and that's great representation. It just is mm-hmm. in every way. Yep. But it didn't work out that way. I talked with Fox. I'm like, hey, man, who's this Steve guy? My bell's bonds. There's a bondsman, right. And he's like, man, he's like – he just had a partner that, that passed away. He's like, he kind of went through rough. He's like, but he's a good guy, man. He's getting back. He's like, trust him. Trust him. I'm like, all right, Fox. And you're thinking, what? I got some psycho. Yeah, that, I got some guys with like, oh, mental go. health problems. Yeah. Right. You know, and we sit down and you're like this. You're looking at 10 to 40. Yeah, you had the, you had the old mandatory 10 to 40 yep. federal pain in the ass. Yep. Yeah. And, and that was boy oh boy that's a motorcycle accident in itself that, that, you know and 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 so yeah i just i've got head trauma <laughs> this is going through now i'm back at work they raided the barbecue now i had built a solid relation as will probably come into the story with the community 
Mm-hmm. I we, we, we donated with the high school. I, I worked with the Boy Scouts of America. My ride for pride that we put on, the 9-11 ride that we put on, we we would start, you know, and we'd go to the memorial. And then I would bring everybody on the ride back, over 100 riders, and I would feed them for free. And they would always be like... What what we want? They wanted to donate, and I was like, "This is just a ride." I was like, "Don't talk to your fire departments. Talk to them. Go with them." You know, and and it branched off and it networked into to a whole, you know, to a whole, and and the community too was like, "What happened?" Yeah, yeah. they're like, yeah. "Wait a minute." Whereas right now, as we talked the about all before, barbecue. I'm going to tell you, I was I was I was at I was I was in New Albany at a, at a place having having a burger, and. uh some things came up. Aren't you? Aren't you shorty? You used to make the pies there, and I, I was like, I just grew the weed. Yeah, right. <laughs> and and, and uh, I didn't call you all white trash. I didn't badger no cops there. They were right. oh yeah, you're talking, but, yeah. But that was it too. There's that. Well, like you said earlier, I always felt I never had a problem with any of these guys doing their job. So you these know, guys, you know, and you served. Or are we talking federal agents? Well, that was barbecue? why. That was why. Whenever because they, they had so many that they went down. I forget the amount of houses because some of them I didn't know, but it was over like twelve houses. So let's just let's, yeah, let's just talk about this. When you're talking houses, and it was it was sort of chic back then to do that. It's probably still going on, but maybe not as much. It was sort of chic. I had a, I had a handful of these cases there in the early two thousands where guys would go buy houses that were for sale or vacant or whatever. Uh, and then just set up grow operations. Yeah. And, uh, they would bounce around from house to house to house to house. And, uh, they would, you know, they'd go service all this stuff. And, the stash uh, houses, I would, people call uh, it. They were grow houses. Well, they were grow houses. I mean, I was taught by a guy and, uh, that, that has passed away. He made about $350,000 a year growing marijuana, had about $150,000 a year heroin addiction. Ooh. And, but some great stories, dude partied, you know, right, but then right. in the end, he wrote a letter. He was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And he was the head. And he hired monkeys, which I was a monkey. I mean, my first time, the, he had a, had a building down here off, I think it was off 5th. And it had a vault in it. And the inspectors were going to come through. And he needed some people. and Because I, I had a buddy that got me in it that I would get score off of. And I always wanted to know the source. He wouldn't let me know the source. Wouldn't let me know the source. And then finally his source said, we need some solid guys. Because we had to rent trucks. We have to go break down this grow operation in the middle of the night to where we got rider trucks. We're loading up hundreds of marijuana plants that are like four or five foot tall, putting them into rider trucks to take them down to the brewery district to a hippie's house to hide them in his garage, to hide them all over downtown. Got to break down the lights, clean everything up. And I remember he called me into work there, and I walk into this vault, and I see all of this going on, and I wanted to cry. I wanted my mom. But then I was like, I can't run away from here. I got to man up. So you're like, I'm over my head here. Yeah. I'm over my head, way yeah. over my head. Yeah. And I just, the only way I could see to get out of it was the sooner we got this place cleaned up, I get to go home. Mm. So I'm just knocking it out and busting it out. And these guys are crazy people. Think about that. It's like, there you are. It's because, like, what, you were smoking pot, maybe buying a dime back yeah. here or there. It's like a little, I mean, sharing, doing whatever. But all of a sudden, you're in this mode and I've had this happen many cases where the guys will come in. It's like, they'll tell me that kind of story and then it gets raided and yeah. there they are. It's like, and they're like, look, I'm not a drug dealer. I'm not. I'm like, well, you were that day. Dude. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that day yeah. you were. And um, he liked my work ethic. So that's why you know, he selected you. Then he selected me. He called me. He's like, why don't you come out to my house out here? So then I'd clip with him. 
I'd pack this. You know, I would, I would work for him. I got paid fifteen dollars cash for a gram and a half an hour. I took the gram and a half an hour because that's twenty five bucks. Mm. You know, so I was like, boom, done. And then it escalated from there to where he had characters, you know, and 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 the heavy drugs around. And whenever he passed, it was kind of like everybody was like, "What do we do?" And me and another gentleman decided that we were going to take over. We we're going to take mm. it over because we could rent these houses. He showed us the plan. You you get a house that's offset. You, you get one with a garage so you can back into it so you can haul the dirt in and out so they can't see it. That's another thing people don't think about. You're growing marijuana in the basement of a house. You know, you've got to get rid of the dirt and the evidence there. You can't just pile up dirt everywhere. And you've you got to go out in the woods and you got to do it. And sometimes there might. So Think of the have, physical labor. It, there's a lot. I mean, that's like working your ass off labor. That, yeah. That's digging ditches. Yeah. 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 And then it just it escalates. It, 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 it escalates because a buddy wants a little, and then his buddy wants a little, and then and then next thing you know, you're like, okay, I'll show you how to do it. I'll front it. I'll front the cash. I'll buy all the goods. I'll get the lights and everything like that. And out of the first harvest, you pay me back. After that, it's 50-50. So now we've got multiple houses going. And you, you, you got it to, you, we, we did it right, too, though. I mean, we had it to where we had one house that was that would take the clones and the babies. And another house was a bloom house. And you keep the, keep the lawns manicured. And did you, know how to, clean. did you know how to do this beforehand? No. You just sort of learned on the fly. I just, well, I'd, I'd worked for, for, for Bill for a number of years. All right, so that was years. All right, so you got, so, you got so, the basics then. And then, I did an, and then he did outdoor with me. And I remember when I did an outdoor. I mean, and once I harvested, is that better or hard? I mean, you almost think I mean, it's harder. It's harder work when really, if you if you do outdoor, you've got to start with knowing you're going to lose fifty percent. You're going to lose half hmm. uh, through drought, deer, or the the note that you'll get that says, "If you like your marijuana plants back, please contact." Uh, <laughs> you know, they, they 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 leave cards as their little joke. Yeah, and I mean, or somebody steals it because people go out and hunt it. People train dogs to really? smell it. To yeah. go out during harvest season to go steal people's crops. I wonder if Dexter could do that. I got a dog you know, so, so there's a lot there, <laughs> and uh, then then it just then it escalates. So you end up with uh, how many houses do you think? That that because it, 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 it like offshoots when, when when we got hit. Yeah, because there were some houses that were up that got closed down. That you know, then people branched off. Whenever I got hit, I had. Uh, Counting on one hand, yeah. We go into a second hand. Well, it's like well, there were houses that others had that not everybody knew. There was stuff going on in this case. Yeah, I mean, me, I mean, there that I was getting a cut of was was four, and then one one there was five. Yeah, so five houses. Ish. Five yeah. ish houses. <laughs> how many plants in each? And did they all grow at the same time, or was it like you had a roll? Well, around? that was how we had it. You would you would start by cloning, and you start with babies at one house, and then you would grow them up because it takes two months to bloom. I can, you know, can so it I takes ask, another how do you two clone? Um, you just you get a growing solution. You you take a plant, you cut a little snip off of it, dip it in the growing solution. You put it in a cube. You put a, a put a dome over top of it, and, and, and it starts and, from and there. It starts from there. Gotcha. And you know, or you can get from seeds. Because Bill used to go to Amsterdam. That was where we first started getting all of our seeds from. He would go to Amsterdam in the 80s. This guy had been doing it for a long time. Then the good seeds were in Amsterdam. Well, then things started changing in California. And so then we'd get, some, we'd get good seeds from California. 
and then you crossbreed plants, and then after they grow for a while, they get to the acclimate to the climate. Like uh, they get to grow. The more you clone a plant, the better it's going to grow in Ohio than when you first bring it from California. Gotcha. How do you get a connection there to California? Smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> Hang out with people. Right? It's like, oh, I know somebody, somebody, somebody. So you got uh, you got that clones in one house, and I assume you, so. You got starters in one house, and you got. Uh, so then, what you do is that you, then you're blooming them. So then, whenever they come down, you cut the whole crop down, empty out those pots. You get a rider truck. Go to, the, to go to the other house, put all the plants in the rider truck, you drive them over, you put them down in that basement. So one light's 12 and 12. Another house is going 24 hours. So it's always growing them. So that way you're not waiting. That way each, each bloom house will produce a product every two months. No problem. So if you had to wait, you could only get so many harvests out of a year if you just started, you cut down a harvest and then start from new, then you got to wait. Right. So you need separate rooms. Which some people use separate rooms, which turned into separate houses. Yeah. We need more space. Right? <laughs> we, we, need, yeah. we need more room. We need more space. And these are just rent houses you rented or bought? or, or like, I, I, I've represented different people over different times. Some people bought yeah. them under the guise of a, of a renovation we, business. We found a company. <laughs> we found a company that I, when I found them, I was like, this is a straight gold mine. Uh, because they buy the houses and it's self-maintenance. And sometimes they're on acreage. And when they're done with the house, they're month-to-month leases. If they, if, they were, if they wanted you to move, they'd usually offer you a couple more houses. And if they wanted you to move, it's because they're tearing down the house. At one point in time, we had this one house. We're downstairs working, clip, 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 clipping up butt, laughing, joking, having a good time. <laughs> we're watching the TVs on background, and Simpsons were on, Simpsons are over, something like that. And... Now the news starting to come on. They're like this. President Bush is coming in town to go have dinner at my landlord's house. And uh, wait, wait, your landlord. So the guy who owned well, the guy you were renting, the guy I'm renting from owned a company that owns these houses. Gotcha. So you knew because they wouldn't just come around and say what house. You knew that was one of his houses. I just am not dropping his name. I'm not asking okay. for his name. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. He's well known. Okay. He's a, you. He's well known. Yeah, I've dropping my names and. Um, so, next thing I know is I see a camera crew. I see them doing live reporting in our yard. <laughs> and I'm like this. I'm like, holy shit, that I'm like, that's our yard. And I <laughs> go like out movie. there, so you guys and the there are the other TV crews out there. They're all on the – they're Les Wexner. They're, 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 they're going to go to – and there's Secret Service on this area because the, there's a turn there. There's a light. It's right there. And I'm like this. Hey, guys. I'm going to tell you something. Uh, I, I'm freaking out, man. I was like, uh, <laughs> the president's about to come by to go to the landlord's house for dinner. I was like, y'all want to come watch this? So we run out in the garage where there's windows, and I remember I had a plan in my hand. I'm holding it, and here comes George Bush. The whole crew, the bikes, the cars, everything turns, and he goes around the corner. And I said, we're growing marijuana in a house. The president just drove by go have dinner at our neighbor's which is our landlord's house yeah <laughs> i mean one of the houses we had one of the houses we had had an airstrip and an airplane hangar and we had 40 acres out there and that was part this of their like investigation below. i had a buddy that had an airplane and he could land it there and fly it there so now they're like see the investigation got blown way out of proportion it really did they thought they had something bigger than what they had in the end they really just had a bunch of stoners uh-huh. And uh, they were like, he, 
And then I remember reading in the report, they were talking about the planes. I was like, they think we're flying marijuana out? (laughs) The only problem I ever had with growing it was I couldn't grow enough. There's no problem in getting rid of it. (laughs) And then there's in how you get rid of it and what you think is right and wrong. You know, I had a friend that, that had a store, and he, he, he sold clothes, clothing store. Yeah. I'd walk in there, size 11 and those, give me that jacket, I'll take this hoodie uh, here, here you go. I didn't pay for mo- like motorcycle work, custom bikes being built. I knew guys in the industry, they had their own garages. They worked on trade. Yeah. You want to know how many drinks that one bud wrapped in a napkin can buy you in this town? Yeah. And you know the right bartenders, you walk in and start... Then and then you're known, and then you become kind of famous. They I, they had my drink; they were ready. Yeah, they were. Ready. Here comes the weed man. And we're not talking that about like ditch weed. type stuff. I mean, no, you, you much we're like, like you talk about your cooking. Now, now, once again, we have, did you have names? Everything and stuff? that I'm talking about right now, I have pled guilty to. I have we we, right. we are. This is an old case. This is, is an old conduct. case. This, yeah. You have you have faced the recriminations. So yes, speak, right? and, so, and, so. and at one point I would like to get to the feelings and what goes through that and the harm that I did do. No, we'll get to that. You that's know, a whole. And that's a whole another one. But there was a lot of good times that went along with it. Yeah. Well, this is like the too big for your britches time. This is the too big for your yeah. britches time. Yeah. So you got the president. You, know, you got pot. You got how many people can say that? I did. I did that outdoor. I did that outdoor, and I had a Snoop Dogg bag of weed. I'm talking to Snoop Dogg, bro. You can feel like Santa Claus came to town, and I made $10,000. And I was like, I got enough weed for about a year. I got $10,000. And that's that's, and that's, 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 that's when taste. you get it. Yeah. You get the taste. You, you get like taste. this. And then you go out and you, and you buy went right to the bank, jacket. filed your form eighty three hundred. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I did. Yes, yeah. yes, yep. yes I claimed it as income. So you guys, I've run into this all the time. I get this. I had a kid in my office not that long ago, and starts out small. Next thing you know, cops roll up to him. He's at a park, and he's got the scales, and he's got this, and he's got this in his book bag or his uh, or his uh, gym bag, and uh, you know he's here, and he's like, I, I, I think I made a comment like, yeah, I mean. You know, for the first time trafficking. Well, I'm not trafficking. I'm like, oh, you're not. He says, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. I said, okay. Well, I mean, were you measuring it for your own use? It's like, no. I mean, all right, how do you buy it? Well, my buddies and I, we all put our money together and we, we do this and we do this. And then I said, all right, well, that's a lot of weed for you and your buddies. And then you got to pay for that. So how are you paying for it? Well, we then we sell a little bit to our other buddies who then give us the seed money we need for the next bat. And it's like, <laughs> right. like it's all like, right, you're a drug dealer, dude. Yeah. Right. Engage That's what in you're a conspiracy. Doing. But it happens so organically, no pun intended, right? It so does. it's like right. this it, organic it just, it just, thing. It just happens. And next thing you know, you've got a whole barter system based not on money. No. But we worth, worth more than money. And I remember this is before 9-11. I was like this. I was like, we are – we. Our weed has more value than gold, because at that time it was like it was under under four hundred dollars for an ounce of gold. And I remember being like this, being like, "Wow, this is gold! Can't grow money on trees." It's like you grow in twenty and fifties in your basement, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I mean, it's like yeah, you can. And I took pride in it, and I worked on it. 
Yeah. And uh, well, let's and, talk about that part. How much work went into this? Boy, oh boy. Give me some hours. I don't know how I did it. And you I, in the I barbecue. Don't, I don't know. Well, it, but that was there. There was a point in time. There was a few years that I didn't. That I, I dedicated more time to this. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. I would get off the barbecue and go home and change my clothes and then go start tending to things. Well, that was it, too. There's the, you bring more people in and you start getting help, right. and that's how you end up in uh, Yavich and Palmer. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's when you meet that, the that, federality. That, that's yeah. how it goes is because you've got a big project, and you've got a few good guys, but then you need a few more guys and a few more guys. and then it, More people know. Then, it, then more people know. It turns know, into this nasty thing. It turns into federal court, they call it. Yeah. yeah, George Bush walking through the front. Yeah, CSI 1 and 2 and you got a pyramid going. Agents wall. And uh, yeah. what else did they have me on? They gave. They were trying to give me. What was it? Uh, it was some big title. It was a uh, money uh, kingpin. Kingpin. You were yep. kingpin. Kingpin. Yep. Yeah, you were the kingpin. I was like, I'm a kingpin. It's like we go back to Goodfellas. I was. It's yeah. Like, no, that was it. I, that was I it. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. You know what I mean? One bud yep. buys you rounds of drinks. Yep. I'm gonna tell you what. You want. You want the right cologne to wear in a strip club? Clip a bunch of marijuana plants. Uh, Don't change your clothes because you reek like you just hit a skunk. But you see, in there, that smells like that. They right, love that sweet that's, perfume. That, that is that's a the sweet, best. sweet perfume right there. Yeah, and you and you know, and we had good times. There. So the world is your oyster, even New York. Yes, that I was mean, that was when we were under investigation. The trip to New York. So imagine this: you get a bunch of kids because you guys were kids. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, in a lot of ways, a lot of ways. You know, yeah, I was because I mean, I, st- I started this, you know, and everybody was I even twenty one yet. I'm trying to think. How do you, how do you not skipping past New York? Just a quick question: How, how do you distribute it? Like, do you have people selling it for you? Do you? This was people the, knocking on your door. This was the barter system. This is it's like nobody like we're not really drug dealer. I hear this. It's like, well, we're not really. Selling. I mean, you're talking about a lot of weed, Jeff. <laughs> It's no problem to sell marijuana. Well, I understand that. I mean, but I mean, where are we? You're not it, having it start, to. It's, it, it, it starts with people that I went to high school with, people that I used to work with. And they know a guy. They know a guy. Because well, here's what happens: is you sit down with them, and you're like, they're like, I really like that. And then you're like, okay, here's a little bit of that. And they're like, my buddies really like this. Okay, here's a little bit more. Okay, here's some more. Here's some more. Here's some more. It, well, it's like my story I just so told, right? So they're coming to you. Then you get the kid sitting at the park who's got – he needs his own scale because he's bought too much from somebody who's growing it. From the kingpin. he needs to afford the next batch. So he's like, well, all right, I'll just sell half of what I got. And then I'll you – know, and then, then, then they start and then so on. And then what happens is the guy we're talking about in the park says, I know who's growing it. Gets caught with a little low-level felony and says, I'll, I'll, right. "I'll cooperate." So you get some some kid with an F five who's in college to go be an accountant. With his they dad. showed me. They showed me the house once. And man, I helped this guy one time. My, I wasn't supposed to go, but my buddy took me there. And next thing I know, I'm helping him clip this weed. Sort of like the story you told. Like you're in this warehouse, and if you'd been busted right then, right there, your life goes in a different direction. Been a right? songbird. You're the best witness of all time because you're just new to it. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's just it. But anyway, we're going to get to that, that part of it. But I interrupted New York. And maybe so. I, I think what we need to do, let's talk about New York. Let's talk about Should it. we? How, how far are we into this? 51 short minutes. Here's what we're going to do. These are the Belinsky Chronicles. Yep. And they're ongoing. And they're fun. 
and they're interesting. And there's a lesson to be learned, right? It's like, there, it's like Bill Cosby. There's a, there's a lesson to be learned here. I hope I'm telling the stories right. I've, I've told a bunch of them before, but I've never told them to where the world could hear them. Right. Yeah. Or well, all five people that listen to the podcast. I mean, look, you know, all five of us are listening right now. <laughs> well, look, look here, though. I'm an attorney. Jeff's an attorney. You're a, a legitimate businessman now. All right, we all have our history. I, I, I was always a legitimate businessman because if you were McCall, whenever they raided yeah, me, they did. Right. They did. The IRS thought that I was following money. The IRS brought a case to me. They went through all of our everything. So everything. no money laundering. There was no money laundering. They were like, they paid every penny. They paid their employees. Everything. Yeah, yeah. No, that was so all clean. The business was all clean. The business was all straight up. Yeah, it was. It was that. That was all. 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 All legit. So it's like this is like any other movie. It's like Goodfellas, right? It shows those good times in the middle of the movie where it's like, man, that's all. Like if you could cut out the beginning and cut out the end and just look at the middle and say, freaking awesome, man! I bought the biggest tree they had, right? I yeah. got the most expensive fur, <laughs> yeah. right? And that's like that's awesome. That's fun time, but it always turns to shit. But yeah. the, but there's there's multiple layers to this story. I mean, there is even before. I mean, we can go to New York. We might go to New York later. Oh. Should we continue on about how me and Steve met? Well, we're going to get to that. We too. got a good taste. Today. All this coming on the Blinsky Chronicles here at Lawyer Talk off the record, but on the air. I mean, don't think that this is it. We do series here. Like we have a DUI 360. You're probably going to appear on that because you got some good stories. I've got, those are where the good stories are. I guess the difficulty in this is that I admitted. That was one thing that you said. I always admitted everything that I did because nobody forced me to do anything. Nobody held a gun in my head to do anything. I, I did everything that I have done. And so to a point, there's fun. But there's, you know, there, there's, there's one point there where I, I, I let people down. And one of those was myself. Right. And that's why it's difficult to kind of tell these stories because it's like, how do I ring it? You know what I mean? It, I don't want to go too sappy. I don't want to go too too high, but too Snoop Dogg. You know, I mean, it's, here's it's, here's the thing though: the stories are stories. There's entertainment value to it. There's lesson value to it. There's interest in it for all those reasons, right? Funny stuff is still funny stuff, but it doesn't mean that you don't you have to ignore the the downside and the dark underbelly of all this thing. Which is, look, it was all criminal, and. <laughs> And people go exactly. to prison, and lives get ruined, and people get killed for 10 pounds of weed on, at times. I mean, it's like this is all criminal, and I think the purpose here is not to say, hey, dude, if you're out there thinking about growing some plants. Well, but, well, but, we'll be able to get, but that is the weird thing, and that is the difficulty of me watching documentaries and specials, and I'm like, all these people are getting praised and, and all of this, and, and it's like – and. But it comes down to we'll get to talk about the medical marijuana here in Ohio and how I've been to meetings and how I've sat through and how I've been asked questions. Yep. All right. So I think how we got to handle this, guys, is we've got the Blitzky Chronicles going. I'm on the edge of my seat. And I want to hear more. We got to hear about New York. We got to hear about drunk driving, running over cops' bicycles. We got to hear <laughs> We got to. It's coming. We got to hear coming. about federal court. We got to hear about. I, I'm trust and relationships. Trust and relationships. Yeah. I'm fascinated to hear the other side of what I do. Right. So you are on the other side living it. I don't. Yeah. So we got lots to talk about here at the Blinsky. Are we going to do federal prison? We, we, um, yeah, we we can we can talk about whatever. We, we got we, we can we can roll with it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what we're going to do is. Leave everybody hanging on the edge of their seat like a good cereal. 
There you go. All right. Yeah. And that's what we're going to do. So this is lawyer talk off the record, but on the air. And this is like off the record crap, right? I mean, this is it. This is, this is the essence of what we're doing here. So lawyer talk off the record, but on the air until now with Jared Blinsky.